Praise God. Let's get into some Word today. If you, if you have a Bible or a Bible app on your phone, then uh, get those ready to go. And uh, I would invite you to turn with me to the book of 1 Kings chapter 10. 1 Kings, that's the Old Testament, chapter 10. And today, I believe I want to finish a series that I've been uh, teaching for the last couple of months called Honor Do. Anybody ready for this? Anybody tired of the subject? If you would have said yes, I would have kept going. <laughs> uh, uh, let, me, let me remind you of our, our text for the series. Uh, we'll put these on the screen. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30 reads this way. Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house, the house of your father, would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Say, it sounds like the Lord changed there. Does the Lord ever change? Well, some of His promises and callings are conditional, the fulfillment of the calling, the calling remains, but they're conditional upon people's response. And in this case, He was shown no honor. His, his, the place He gave them was, was not honored. Therefore, He says, you don't get honored if you dishonor what I'm doing. All right, and so this is really a big deal when we recognize how how weighty the matter of honor is, and that God would actually honor us. See, we honor the Lord; He doesn't honor us. No, but works both ways, and uh, and He wants to honor people, but that is contingent upon us honoring Him. Right, and so we've been teaching this for quite a while because the Lord doesn't want to take you down; He wants to lift you up. He's not interesting in minimizing making us insignificant, but He really wants to make our lives amazing. God has no ill will towards anyone. <laughs> so my life's been horrible, and, God, and I just think that's, that's all God. No, that's contrary to God. If your life has been horrible, He didn't want it to be that way. He loves you in the middle of it, but don't blame Him. All right. Sometimes we have a tendency to, to point fingers when we don't know. Without knowledge, we decide this must be. Well, when we don't know, we don't know why something happens or the reason things are transpiring. But if you know the character of the one who sits on the throne, you know that he's not here for our destruction. And he's not here to take us down but lift us up. And part of this, though, is us learning his ways. We learn how he thinks, how he acts. And one of these is the attribute of honor that we all need to uh, get working in our lives. Now, our other scripture is, is Romans 13, 7. This is where I got the title. All right, so I have to read that one. Uh, Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Again, honor, according to the scripture, is due to certain individuals. And so if I know that, that, uh, that it's due, it's like a bill that comes due, I don't want to get behind, I want to learn how to stay current in my expression and my heart of honor towards God and, and the things of God. Praise God. Now, uh, one of the ways that we demonstrate that we live a, an honorable life has to do with material support of people that we honor. Here's what we taught last week, just as a refresher. Jesus sent his 12 to go to various cities and villages and preach the gospel of the kingdom. He sent them with power and authority to do miracles. Uh, but he told them not to take any, any supplies. Basically, take the, 
the clothes on your back and go. Don't take extra money. Don't take extra stuff. Let those people that you're going into their city, let them take care of you while, while, while you're there. And they provide. And in doing so, by, by providing for you, they are either accepting or rejecting you. Accepting by providing, rejecting you by not providing. And he said, when they provide these things, this material support that you need, then that's where you heal the sick. That's when you bring the power of God uh, to their, their city and to their homes. Everybody with me? Okay. And so the Lord tied those things together. He said, the way you're going to know if they accept you is when you go in their house and they put food on the table. When you go in their house and they say, hey, do you need anything? Can I take care of you? Can I help you? That, and that is the way that they showed honor. So knowing that, that, that God thinks this way, we start adapting and saying, okay, part of the, part of the life of honor has to do with um, not just what I say, not just, uh, uh, you know, what I do for, what I, how can I say this, how I express myself to people, but what I give to them. Okay, now, uh, one verse in the, in the Proverbs that we frequently, you probably hear it a couple times a year around here during the offering, is, is Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9 and 10. Let me remind you of this verse. It says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Now, often when we read that, we think, Give to the Lord your possessions. And certainly, that is kind of implied, but it could have easily been written that way, right? The Lord could have inspired this scripture to say, give to the Lord your possessions, but he didn't. He said, honor the Lord. I mean, no, you can give and not honor, all right? But can you, the question is, can you honor and not give? That'd be a worthy question to explore, all right? I think there are other ways for sure, but... But part of honoring is giving to the Lord your possessions. So I honor him uh, not just with my words, not just with my obedience, not just with, my, with other expressions of worship, but I also, part of honoring God in my life is giving to him physical possessions, things that are important to me when I say, here, here you go, I'm giving it to you, the Lord is honored by that. Now think about, think about this, because someone might rightfully ask, what does God need with my stuff? <laughs> I mean, God Almighty wants my puny little tithe and offerings compared to him. He, what does he need of it? You know what the answer is? He doesn't. <laughs> He's not hungry. His, his, no one's going to turn off his lights. Right? The power bill in heaven is not late. God doesn't have need of what we bring to him in that regard. The greater need is, is honor, is for us to honor him. In reality, he's looking for a way to honor us. So he said, this is how it works. You do this for me. Well, why do you need this? I don't. I want you to do it because it's, a, it's the heart of the matter. It's respect. Everybody with me? Okay. Uh, and that's also true today. How many know not all giving is need-based? Not all you do for other people is based on they need it. I mean, how many of us uh, have people in our lives, uh, maybe come birthdays or Christmas or something like that, and you're thinking, what should I get them? They have everything. Or if they don't have it, they could buy it if they want to. 
You know, obviously in some measured way, but, uh, you know, you maybe can't buy them an island or they, maybe they couldn't. But, but so many things that you would give as a gift, you think, well, they can get this if they want, so is it even a blessing? But if you want to honor them, you still give it to them. You still, you might get more creative, you might make it more personal, but you find a way to give to them even though they don't need it. Because they're important to you. They're weighty in your life. So, so, so you seek to do that, and that's a biblical principle. We do it with the Lord. Uh, we see it in the life of a guy who, a very famous person in the Old Testament named Solomon. Remember Solomon, super wise? You know what also Solomon was? Super rich. Richest guy ever. And he was wealthy beyond our comprehension. Wealthy. And he was the king of Israel, and God made him wealthy. One day, uh, another lady came to visit him named the Queen of Sheba. All right. The Queen of Sheba came to visit and she came loaded with gifts to give to Solomon who didn't need anything. And uh, I, I wanted to read there. I had you turn so you could see these scriptures. You feel free to read the whole passage on your own. But verse nine, she says, blessed be the Lord, your God who delighted in you, setting uh, you on the throne of Israel because the Lord has loved Israel forever. Therefore, he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, spices in great quantity, and precious stones. There never again came such abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Also, the ships of Haran, Haram, uh, which brought gold from Ophir, brought great quantities of Almug wood and precious stones from Ophir. All right. In other words, her offering was big. <laughs> her gift to Solomon was massive. I did a quick research on the, the, the 120 talents of gold and my estimation based on others' calculation of weight and so forth is that portion alone was probably $275 million in today's currency. Okay, not counting all this other stuff. So in other words, uh, she gave him a massive gift. And do you know how much he needed this stuff? It wasn't Solomon saying, man, I was going to barely make it through the end of the month. And uh, you came just in time because I had bills stacked up to here. When you read his income on an annual basis, it's staggeringly more than this. Okay, and so uh, he was very wealthy, yet she came with gifts anyway. Why did she do that? She did it out of honor. She was on. Now, some would even criticize. She probably was criticized. I know she'd be criticized today. Okay. Why? A, a wealthy person giving such a large gift to another wealthy person. Why don't you use that for some real good? Make some change in the world. You know, there are so many people who have needs, and here you are giving this abundant, lavish gift to Solomon who doesn't need it. Right? Can you see her being criticized? But yet when I read the scripture, there's no negatives there. There's no God was upset with her. There was no God was upset with Solomon for accepting the gift. It almost reminds me of over in the book of John when, uh, remember the lady came with the, uh, the perfume, the alabaster box of perfume and poured it on Jesus. And it was very expensive. And uh, it's one of those same things. Why would you do that? What a waste. And that's what, you know, Judas said. 
<laughs> Not Jesus. Jesus didn't say that. Judas said that. Well, what a waste. You said have sold this and given money to the poor. And he was, he was a thief, if you read the scripture. He didn't like it because he sees all this money going down the drain. But Jesus commended the woman. Why? I mean, in one sense, it's money lost. But the value of the honor was not lost. And sometimes that's, that's something that we lack. We don't get it. We don't see it. Um, it doesn't compute with us. We're doing the math and say, I don't want to waste this. But if, if it carries honor in it, it's never wasted before God. And so, and so she did this. And uh, I don't know that she was looking for a financial you know, return on her giving. Sowing and reaping still worked back then. But one of the things she received, she came honoring King Solomon and she got access to his wisdom. She asked, every question she could think of, she asked him and he answered it. How do you put a price on that? See, what she did is her honor, even in honoring someone who had no material needs, her honor opened a door for her. Her honor made a way for her to gain things in her life that were beyond material. Really, material things are not the best, not the highest gain in life. Yeah? And she gained access to the wisdom of God. Reminded me of, of Proverbs 18, 16, which reads, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. All right? And so she brought a gift and it made room. It gave place. It opened up an opportunity. It gave her, a, a, you know, a, a place before a great king. And, I mean, again, how do you substitute that for, for money or material things. That's something that you can't buy. Nevertheless, sometimes a gift with the right heart will open that door. Yeah. Does this make sense? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> Silence. Uh, <laughs> someone could do this with a wrong heart. They're trying to bribe, pay someone off, buy access, if that's the heart of someone, I would say don't do it. Don't do it. But if your heart is not, it's just I'm wanting to do the best I know how to show respect, to show regard. Let the chips fall. Whatever may happen in my life after that, that's almost irrelevant. I just want to be honorable. If that's your heart, watch what God will do in your life. I've seen it happen with, with myself where I was not trying to buy anyone or purchase a friendship or anything like that. But by giving to someone, it opened a relationship. And someone could question it, but, you know, whatever. People make their judgments, but you know your own heart. And you follow things and do things from a pure motive. And watch and see how the honor of God coming out of you in that way will open doors that are opened by Him. All right? That gift will make room for you. And so giving to the needy, that's biblical. That's one type of giving uh, she gave here to show honor. Would you ever? Would you ever consider giving to someone in your life uh, that didn't need it? Or as far as you can tell, they didn't need it. I recommend consider it. Always be led by the whether you're given to the to a need or given for some other purpose. We all always have to be led by the Lord. The Spirit of God lives in us. He'll lead us and tell us what to do. Because I can't meet every need anyway. And I can't show proper honor to everyone who should have it. I can only do what the Lord leads me to do. But this is part of how God thinks. And if we're going to operate in His kingdom, 
honor thinks this way. Amen? Amen? Not the only way to show honor, but it is one way. In fact, in fact, if you read about Abram, who is also known later as Abraham, one of the things it first says about him in, in, in Genesis 13, it says that Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. Very rich in these things. And, and the word there, translated rich, you know it's the same Hebrew word translated honor. So the way that God blesses people materially is a way of honoring them. Say, doesn't that match up with our, our text? If you honor me, I'll honor you. Well, if I honor the Lord with my substance, how will He honor me? One way, not the only way, is He will honor you with His substance. He will honor you with material things in return. It's one of the blessings of God that come from honor. Amen. Now, there are other ways that we should uh, be involved in, other practices we should be involved in when it comes to honoring people in our life, honoring those to whom honor is due. I think this is very much a lost trait in our, our society here in, in America and, and, and really trending downward. Less and less people are honorable and show honor. Uh, if, if, if you have kids and they're young or teenagers and are still in your house, you still have a real opportunity to teach them God's way of thinking in regards to honoring others because our culture is really anti this and it's really going to cost them if they, if they don't learn it. All right. Now, some of the other ways that we can show honor are things like this, how we address people. An honorable person versus a dishonorable person, when they speak to others in their life, they do it with different uh, degrees of respect or lack thereof. For example, a, a respectful person will look others in the eye. They'll, they, they, if I'm going to treat you with honor, you're important to me. If I'm going to speak to you, I'm going to look at you. I'm going to address you uh, by looking you straight in the eye. Sometimes you see little children who haven't learned this yet. Adults will come and say, you know, hey there, little Jimmy, you know, and, and the kid will, you know, hide their face in their parents' legs or something. And they'll turn away. A good parent will say, no, <laughs> you, you respond to this. This is an adult talking to you. This is a friend or some, you know, a trustworthy person, you should respond to them and say hi or greet them, right? Amen. That's honoring. You don't allow your kids to dishonor adults. That would be improper. But they have to learn this, and parents have to learn to, to, to teach them this, these things. But using titles is a big part of this, uh, especially, again, I'm talking young to old, but on some degree, all of us across the board, when you say things like, if you don't know someone, always depends on the relationship, but Mr. So-and-so, Miss or Mrs. So-and-so, those are respectful things to say. Uh, when our children were young, uh, we always, um, this was our, our way of doing it. If we had personal friends, adult friends, we taught our kids, you call this person Mr. First Name, you know, Mrs. First Name, that kind of thing. As opposed to, we weren't super formal with the last name. But if it would be, you know, we would say, you need to call him Mr. Doug. If our kids, our young kids came and said, hey, Doug, what's going on? Yeah. We'd be like, <laughs> no. And in his case, we'd tell him, call him Pastor Doug. 
But, uh, but we, we would, with adults, they would have to refer to people in that way. Um, uh, a lot of people around here like to refer to my wife as Miss Amy. And uh, we don't require that. You don't have to do that. But people do that. And I, I, I know what they're doing. They're endeavoring to show regard and respect for her. And so instead of just calling her, you know, hey, you. <laughs> Which you'd probably respond to. I probably would, too. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they do it in, 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 in respect. Yeah. It's honorable to, to have yourself do that and to train your kids that way. I kind of like uh, the way a lot of people do this in the South. Is there any Southerners here from the southern parts of the country? All right. Okay. Several hands. I like this because I have lots of friends uh, from there, and many of them are trained from birth almost uh, to talk to their parents with sir and ma'am. And, and I've been around them. It's not really our culture up here in the north, uh, but... But where, they, where their child would say, they'd ask them a yes or no question, and they'd say yes or no, and they'd immediately get corrected. That's yes, sir. That's yes, ma'am. And they're trained that way even, and then as adults, they still speak to their parents that way. Okay? I, I, I didn't grow up in that, grow up in that but I kind of like it. I respect that they do that, and part of me wishes the whole world would do that. Just because it honors those who are in... Uh, of course, they're parents, but uh, people do it with, you know, with age and, and so forth. Uh, the, the culture that we live in, it's very common for, you know, students to refer to their, their teachers by their first names. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I know with our kids, some of their teachers would tell them, call me and, uh, you know, just call me Mark. And, and, and we, when our kids would tell us that, we'd be like, yeah, other people may do that, but you don't do that. Even if the teacher invites you to do that, don't do it. You, teachers are shooting themselves in the foot, I think. Because you know when you have problems with those students, you need them to look up to you, not across to you. Yeah, and if you teach that, they learn respect. They learn it even in their, their expressions of, in how they address other people. Paying attention to what people are saying shows honor. If you let your mind drift every time someone talks to you, you don't, you don't value what they're saying is, is what, I'm, what I'm getting at, okay? Valuing people's time, knowing when to zip it, shows honor to them. You're respecting them, their life. Uh, speaking not only to people with respect, but even about them. When you address uh, certain individuals in your life and you're talking about them with someone else, still show regard. What's happening in all this is we're honoring God by doing it. So I said, what does that have to do with God? Well, you know he's listening. And this is the principles. Not all of what we do to God is direct to him. If I, if I give a gift to you, I in one sense gave that to the Lord. Because I can't, you know, in reality, we, I mean, we can't give gifts to him directly. Right? Can't mail it to him. You can't throw it up in the air if you want to catch it. You know? We give to him by giving to each other. That's good. Good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Show honor to people by how you address them. If you have a beef with, with someone, if you have a problem, there's an issue that came up with kids, with coworkers, with, uh, start by asking questions. 
Dishonor, dishonorable people, they go in guns a-blazing. Okay? They, they come in firing. They're, they come in accusing. You did this, and you did this, and why did you do this? And how about soften and just respect? Because how many know you could be wrong? Yeah. Go in saying, hey, would it be okay if I talk to you about something? Be okay if I bring up this? I had this situation. I was wanting to hear your side of this. I wanted to hear what you recommend. You know, asking questions goes a long way to calming people. And it's really, I think, respectful. Because much of what we assume is wrong. Here's another one. Uh, so how we address people. Here's another one. By showing people deference. Everybody say deference. deference. You know that word? I looked it up for you in case you don't. <laughs> uh, we understand what it means, but I really like the, how a dictionary defined this, and it gave a good example. Uh, dictionary, I looked it up, and uh, it reads this way. To yield to someone's opinion or wishes out of respect for that person. If you and your dad disagree about the best route to the grocery store, you might defer to him and take his route. You're taking his route out of deference to his opinion and greater experience. Say, well, my route's better. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. It's not about that. It is about saying, I am going to set this aside. My way, my thinking, my superior route to the, to the grocery store. And I'm going to do this because of your age, your position in my life. Everybody with me? See, this is honor. This is showing honor to people. It's about showing them deference. All right. I know uh, when I uh, often every week will we'll go to lunch with some of my staff and where we always figure out where to go and, and we're just spending an hour or so together. Uh, I know this, that if I were to speak up and maybe occasionally I do, if I were to speak up and say, this is what I want, this is where I want to go, they would all say, okay, let's go. Even if they didn't want that food or that place, they would do it for me because of the position I hold in their life. Not, not like, boss, and I'm going to fire you if you don't like the same food I like. <laughs> no one would get fired for, for, <laughs> for not going to my favorite places. Uh, I'm just talking that regard is there. In practice, we all just discuss it and figure it out together. But I know any time I could say, this is what we're going to do, or this is where I want to go, and they would all say, let's go. Yeah. What is that? That's, that's this honor. That's this, this showing of deference. And so uh, look for opportunities like that in your life. Who should you do that with? Okay? Uh, here's another one. Is by not only showing deference, but by giving people preference. By preferring other people above yourself. Romans 12 verse 10 reads, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another. So you recall earlier in the series, we talked about honor. It doesn't just go up. Honor sometimes goes down. It goes sideways. There's lots of people we should show honor to in our life. Uh, this is one of those where uh, when you're honoring someone, you are preferring them over yourself. We, we get, show preference to one another, not just in places where the position demands it, but we, we give others the best. 
and we take the rest. It's the, you get the best piece of pie. I'll take whatever's left over. Or if there's just one left, you get it. You know how, that's, the, that, that, that's, that's showing honor to someone in your life. Or the best seat. There's the, here's the best seat. You, well, you take that seat. I'm going to prefer you over myself. You go first. I'll go second. You know, honorable people, they have, they, it takes them longer to get in the building. Why? Because they're saying, you go. And they're going, oh, no, 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 you go. No, 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 you go. No, I got this. You go ahead. Right? And we have little battles. Because we're seeking to elevate other people over ourselves by honoring them. You would never do that if you thought someone was in, unimportant. Their life would, didn't matter. They were insignificant. You know, they're just like an animal. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that for someone. You would just say, I'm, I'm on the clock. I got somewhere to go, people to see, and I'm not concerned about anyone else around me. I'm just going. And they sometimes become oblivious to those around them. You ever yeah. met that person? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> because that would be selfish. <laughs> uh, Philippians 2.3 reads this way, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. So this is a, not only a, an unselfish motive, uh, motivation, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of honor when we see people as superior to us. Everybody look to someone on your right or your left and tell them this out loud. Say it ready. You... Are better than me. <laughs> and we have a scripture to say, You just honored God. You honored the Lord. Consider others better than yourself. Amen. Now, in conclusion today, what, what, things, what things are important to you? All of us have matters that are important. Maybe just hobbies, maybe some uh, special days, maybe a birthday, maybe a special day. Some things are important to you more than others. The way that other people honor you is by, you know, recognizing, celebrating the things that you consider important, even if they don't, right? If you have a hobby, but you're interested and you start talking about it, they'll engage with you on that subject because it's important to you. Right. And, and, and it doesn't have to be something that they're interested in, per se, but we honor by sharing in your important things. Would that same principle be true with God? That one of the ways that we are going to honor him is by showing regard, respect for his important matters, for the institutions that he has set up. Specifically, I'm thinking, when I say that, I say that word institutions, I'm thinking uh, the church, marriage, you know, the family. I'm thinking of things that he has created, designed, structured, defined. He has the wisdom for it. When we hold these things in high regard, we honor him. Now watch the opposite, okay? Because I think the opposite is is something we're battling in our culture today, is much disrespect for the institutions of God. Things that he designed, he set up, that he wants to uh, be a part of and have in play, 
that when, when society is thinking about these things today, they have high disregard for the church. Remember, in some states a couple of years ago, they considered, uh, what was the word they would use? It, they, they would consider the church non-essential. Remember that, that pastor in Canada who went to jail multiple times for having church? And others have, it's like the church is non-essential. Well, that's not honor, exactly. Right? If something is of God and we judge that by His Word, not by popular opinion or culture that changes with the winds of time, God's Word remains the same. I honor that. I honor marriage. I don't let society redefine I don't let them diminish it and saying, ah, it's not a big deal anymore. You know, sometimes, uh, and if you're a new believer, you might not even know this, but, uh, you know, relationships, when, when a couple is married or not married, that really does make a difference to God. It's not the same. It's not like the same as. No, it's just not or, or, or is, right? But we hold these things valuable. Like when Jesus said, what God has joined together, let not man separate. How, how can I honor the Lord? Certainly you can do it with worship, singing, obedience. You can do it with giving. You can do it. But one of the other big ways is we say whatever, you say, whatever you say about these important issues, I say the same thing. I let my definitions come from you, not from this world, not from how I feel, not from someone else. I'm going to let the Lord continue to define what all these issues are for me. Amen. Say, well, someone might not agree. Well, they have that freedom. We can still be nice to them. But I'm going to seek to honor the Lord in my life. I want to seek to honor Him and do all these things as they are written in His Word. Thank God. Praise God. Are, you coming? are we coming up? Remember, we're coming up in honor. And as we do... The weight of His glory rests upon us. The glory, and, and there is nothing that is better than that. You can't substitute any earthly thing for the glory of God in your life. Amen.